everyone, and welcome to the Balanced Purpose Podcast. My name is Ray Trevino, and I am your host. Each week, we will explore the essential elements of living a fulfilling, balanced, and meaningful life. Our podcast brings together entrepreneurs, business executives, coaches, and everyday people like you and me who have seen challenges and have overcome adversities to create success and find balance in their lives. Whether you're a young professional seeking to make an impact in your career, a parent looking to balance work and family life, or a retiree seeking to create a new purpose, our podcast is something for everyone. So join us as we delve into the world of living a balanced and purposeful life and discover how you can create a life of balance and purpose for yourself. Today's guest is a marketing strategist who specializes in making marketing simple and fun. I would like to welcome Christy Mitchell to the show. Christy, it's so great to have you on. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, doing awesome. Doing awesome. It's so great to have you on the show today. Would you mind telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and maybe throwing a fun fact that most people don't know about you? Oh, sure. I love that. So I am coming up on five years of running my own marketing consulting business, which has been the most challenging and most amazing journey. Prior to that, I spent time in higher education and financial services. And yeah, I'm loving life. A fun little known fact about me is I am an expert at making s'mores. I roast the marshmallows to the perfect golden brown without burning them and making sure that they're nice and gooey all the way through. That's my expertise. Once my kids listen to this intro, they're going to want to have you over because they love (laughs) s'mores. My kids could eat s'mores every single night if possible. They're always wanting to start a fire in the fire pit in the back and, and s'more it up. Although my daughter doesn't like the fire touching her marshmallow. So she's going to yell at me after she hears this, but it's a true, it's true. It's really true. Well, the fire shouldn't touch the marshmallow if you're cooking it correctly. So I'm on board with her. Well, my son will uh, stick his marshmallow right in the fire and crisp that (laughs) bad boy right up. So, but they're, they're exact opposites, which is awesome. And and we love them. Now you went from higher higher education, financial services, and now it's marketing. Well, I I worked in marketing all along, but just in those Mm. industries before starting my own business. Yeah. So why marketing? Why did you decide to go down that path? So it's kind of funny. I did my undergrad in psychology and quickly realized I couldn't work in that field because I get too emotionally attached and invested and it wouldn't be healthy for me. And so I was like, all right, well, now what am I going to do with my life? Um, So I ended up through my network and just the way the world works, I ended up getting my foot in the door in higher education. And so the program I was working with was a brand new program. They were launching in the online space. It was an executive MBA program. And so I really got in at the ground level with that program. It was an amazing experience. I did a lot of program management with a little bit of marketing oversight to start. And then really over the course of the eight years that I was there, I really morphed my position to be much more marketing focused. So I was in charge of social media, email marketing, our website, working with a third-party vendor for placing ads and working with, you know, our recruiter on events and all of those kinds of things in the marketing space. So it was a really great experience. And I really just found myself gravitating towards, towards marketing. And so being in the higher ed space, you have the opportunity to get master's degrees and those sorts of fun things. So I ended up getting my MBA 
and then finally took some formal marketing courses and the rest is history. Congratulations on the MBA. That's quite an achievement. Thank now, you. Would you say that there are a ton of psych- psychology aspects to marketing? For sure. Yes. So I think that worked out nicely. Now, going back, going back, 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 why did you decide to, to go to school for psychology? What was driving you? <laughs> so it's kind of funny, I think. Um, I really, I was never a kid who knew what I wanted to do with my life. Like I was always kind of envious of kids growing up who are like, I'm going to be a veterinarian and I'm going to be a teacher and I want to be the president of the United States. And I just sat there like, I have no idea what I want to do with my life. Like, how am I supposed to pick something? And that feeling really stayed with me up through high school. And then when I was applying for colleges, because it was just expected in my family, I have an older sister. She went to college. I was like, yep, you're going to college. And I was like, oh my God, I have to go to college. And like, I don't know what I want to do. So I need to pick something. And I took a psychology course in my senior year of high school as an elective. I loved the teacher. And I loved the fact that the topic was like never ending, right? Like Mm. there's no finite amount of psychology that you can learn. It's, it's just this kind of like infinite world of figuring things out and learning and why do people act the way they do and what motivates people and Yeah, I was once I my world was opened up to psychology, I was like, okay, I guess I'll do this. That's exciting. (laughs) Yeah, psychology is filled with just a bunch of theories and hypotheses and guessing. And I recently started taking a intro to psychology course through Rice University, just because I'm a lifelong learner and I just jump into things. You know, I just finished a crash course MBA through Thrive program with the local SBA, but I just love to learn about different things and, and psychology. It's fascinating to me. Just it is all, all the functions of the brain and how we do things and how we communicate and what causes this to happen and what's firing mm-hmm. right now as I'm looking at you, speaking to you. What am I really thinking about? What's that wind behind me and that whistling noise I hear? It's, it's crazy how everything works. Yeah. So now, now you've been running your own business for five years. How was that transition of going uh, from working for someone into your own business? Oh, it was it was challenging for sure. You know, the whole going from steady paycheck to like, okay, like no one's doing anything for you here. Like you got to find your own clients and make your own money. And it was really stressful. I am super thankful that I have a very supportive husband. He's been cheering me on all along, even still. And... I couldn't have done it without him, but I think that really the transition was, was hard and it was something that I just knew that I needed to do. My, our son was younger at the time he was in preschool and I just, I felt this pull that I wanted to obviously be a mom and be there for him and be able to go pick him up when he's sick from school and take him to the doctor and not, you know be able to be there for him and have a fulfilling career. I wanted both of those things. And I just really felt like, especially the corporate environment that I came from, it just wasn't possible. I always felt like I wasn't doing one or both of those things well. And I hated that feeling because I'm a high achiever. I have very high standards for myself. 
And I just, I couldn't stand that feeling of like, okay, if I'm here, then I'm not there. And if I'm there, then I'm not doing this. And so to me, it was, I have to make this work because it's the only way that I can see that I could do both of these things and feel really good about them. And so that was a, that was a huge why. Was it an easy transition going into it or what are some of the difficulties that you, that you Oh God, no, (laughs) it was so challenging. So one of the, one of the big obstacles for me was my background in marketing. I'm what would usually be referred to as a marketing generalist. So I've done a little bit of everything in the marketing space, which sounds great. But when it comes to the world of marketing, it can make you feel very lost. And in starting my business, I was like, okay, well, what exactly am I going to do for people? Because in marketing, right, there's people who build websites and there's people who run social media and there's copywriters and there's graphic designers and there's branding experts and there's all of these expert fields. And I didn't fit into any of those boxes. I knew a little bit about everything. I had experience in a little bit of everything. And so even just figuring out what is it that I'm going to offer to build my business on was challenging. I did a ton of networking, had lots of coffee meetings, lunch meetings, just met tons of people, got as much advice and wisdom as I could. And I really just put myself out there and took whatever marketing work I could find. And it worked. I mean, I got clients. I had a successful first year of business. I got one, I I say I got one year under my belt before the pandemic hit. And it took about six months after, you know, the world shut down for me to like end up losing basically all of my clients. And I was like, okay, well, if I need to rebuild already, and I'm being honest about the work that I'm currently doing, I don't actually enjoy it. I was doing, I was doing not only the strategy and the planning, but also the execution. So I was writing content for my clients. I was scheduling social media posts. I was go, you know, doing all of the things and I just didn't enjoy it. It wasn't fun for me. It wasn't challenging. It was just kind of going through the motions. And so the pandemic really gave me the opportunity to, to take a hard look at what am I building here? And if I'm going, if I'm putting blood, sweat and tears into building this thing, I want to be really excited about it. I want it to light me up. And I, I ended up making a huge pivot and change in my business as a result of that. So what lights you up? It's a good question. I like it. Yes. What lights me up is working with business owners who are super passionate about the work that they do and the clients that they serve. So oftentimes they are coaches and consultants who came from the corporate world and had a similar path to me realizing they want to build their own thing. They want to do it their way. They want to have a bigger impact and they're really good at what they do, but the marketing gets in the way. And so what I've realized is I can use my experience and expertise in marketing to help show them that it doesn't need to be complicated and messy and frustrating, which is often how people feel about marketing when they don't have a background in it. I can make it uncomplicated for them. I can make it simple and fun and then they get excited to do it and then they see better results and that fuels their business so that they can be even more successful and have an even greater impact. Yeah, that sounds simplifying with results is amazing. As a business owner, that's that's I couldn't ask for anything more. So you you were previously you were just a complete consultant. You were doing everything for your clients. 
how did you, how did you simplify that? How do you do that now? I'm, I'm a new business owner and I say, Hey, Christy, I want to simplify my marketing. I have no idea mm-hmm. what I'm doing. What are some of the steps that you take to, to improve this aspect of a business? Yeah. So I start with my marketing funnel framework. I think I'm a big visual person, so it it gives a nice visual. It helps us really start to document and categorize all the things you've been doing to market your business. It helps us gain clarity on where have you been spending your time, where are maybe the gaps and why you're not seeing the results that you want. So we really kind of take stock and, and go through that process. So a lot of times people start with a power hour session with me. We hop on Zoom for an hour. We go through my framework as it pertains to your business. It really helps you get that clarity and focus on on what you need to do next instead of just kind of feeling overwhelmed by all of it. And so you're no longer uh, designing websites or writing content or doing that, right? You've, you've probably got a whole network of of people that you use now. What do you do? What do you do for fun? What do you do? Let's see. How do I ask this? I was I was on a roll there, and then I uh, had a mental block. <laughs> it it happens. It's a, a nice uh, cloudy day with rain outside, and so I'm a sunshiny person. Now, oh, I have sunshine I, here, which is rare. <laughs> where where yet? Rochester, New York. Oh, nice. Very nice. I love New York. So does my wife, especially uh, during October, November when the leaves change. Yes, it's beautiful. So th- through all your clients and, and all of the work that you do, how do you find, b- what lights you up personally? How do you find balance mm-hmm. in your life and, and, and fun? I honestly love working, uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> which is, I think it's healthy, actually. I'm not, I do turn it off. I do close my laptop. I don't, I don't typically work on weekends. I do usually unplug, you know, at night, at dinner time. Um, you know, spend that time with my family. So I do really enjoy my work. It excites me. It, it fuels other areas of, of my life. And I do feel like just in my everyday experiences, that fuels like a lot of the content that I write in LinkedIn and those sorts of things. But outside of work, um, my son keeps us super busy. He's such an active boy as I think most of them are. So we spend a lot of time outside, a lot of times building, a lot of time building things, destroying things. Uh, yeah, he's active in sports. We're, we're very outdoorsy people. So doing sports, going for walks, taking hikes, doing all those sorts of things. I have a lab, a yellow lab who is currently sleeping <laughs> under my desk. So she actually doesn't enjoy walking, but I make her go anyway, just cause I need to exercise. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, that's, that's our life. That's, that's success achieved. Like what you sought out to do and starting your own business, you accomplished it. And I love to hear that. How long did it take you from your initial start to get to the point where you're at now? When you left the corporate world, you had, you told me you had one year of success. Then after COVID hit six months later, you have no clients. How long during that time included, did it take you to get to this point? I would really say that this, fourth year of business. I'm, I'm coming up on that five year mark and this year four to five has been just amazing in terms of trying out some new things, gaining clarity on my offers. So now I have a marketing support group that I run, which is just amazing, both in terms of the impact it has for my clients and what I personally get out of leading that group. It's been it's been truly transformative and given me a lot of clarity on what it is I 
you know, how I see the path of my business going forward and being able to impact more people in that, you know, one to many type of service offering. So I would say this, this has been a huge year for me. And yeah, I only see it. I mean, I only, I say, I only see it going up from here. I know business ownership always has its ups and downs, but I'm feeling very positive at the moment. Yeah. You have a big smile on your face when you talk about it. So that's exciting. And as long as you have a, a solid strategic plan and you continue to move forward, I, I think you're, you're on the right path. What do you find most fulfilling about what you do now? I think the most fulfilling thing for me is when a business owner tells me that as a result of working with me, their marketing feels simpler and more doable and they're excited to do it. Because marketing, like I said, marketing is so often feels overwhelming and frustrating and confusing. And so if I can take that out of it and I can help a business owner see that it doesn't have to be that way and they know they just need to execute these things and the results will come and they can continue to to successfully run their business and have a greater impact, there's no greater gift, I think, for me and for them. That's awesome. I'm thinking myself as uh, I'm thinking of myself as a business owner and how I'm perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm not perfect, but I'm great at marketing myself and putting out content. But for the businesses that I own, I'm not so great. Right. And that's that's something that I've been working on uh, with my business coach for a strategic plan going into 2024 for the other businesses. But that that is awesome. And I'm, I'm glad you're out there now. How do you define purpose in your life? I think it's figuring out that impact you want to have, which I was just saying, like, that's, I I feel so fulfilled knowing that I can give this gift to business owners to help them be more successful. And that's, that's a huge purpose for me now that now that I've uncovered that it's such a need. And I keep hearing from so many people, you know, that more people need, need your help and, you know, you're doing great work. And I mean, to me, that's, that's a purpose that I now I definitely can't shy away from. I have to lean into it and I have to figure out how I can keep impacting, positively impacting more people. And then, you know, that's, we keep talking about the work side and, you know, there's also, you know, purpose as a a family member, right. As a spouse and as a mom. And I, I do everything for my family and no, it's funny. I just had a conversation with my neighbor the other day because we were talking about how my son walks to school on his own now. He doesn't want me walking him. And he told, I know it's very bittersweet. He told me that he's always looked at the change. And he's older, right? He's like probably in his eighties now and, you know, has grandkids and everything. And he's like, I've always looked at parenting as make in, in those evolutions, right. Of your children growing up and growing into their independence as like, it's my job to keep that safe space so that they can always come back. Yes, they're always going to they're going to go out and they're going to grow and they're going to, you know, go out on their own and they're going to say they don't need you anymore. But knowing that you always keep that safe space for them to come back to when things get hard or they need that support or whatever it is, that's that's definitely a deep purpose that I have as well. I felt that and I think uh it, that safe space is something that we need for ourselves too. Um, like both Nick and I, I mean, we have not, not together, but we have kids that, that are around the same age. Um, you know, my, my 
daughter's five, my son's six. And when you, when you think about, you know, them going on their own and, and daddy not there to hold their hand or tuck them in at night and them saying, no, dad, it's okay. Cause my, my son's already kind of getting to that age. And sometimes my daughter will do the same thing, you know, no daddy, not right now. Oh, just one little kiss. No, uh, uh-uh. how about a hug? No, daddy, I'm fine. I'm like, dude, you're five. Come on. <laughs> you know, I, I can't imagine the, the next level, but that, that always having a, a safe space for them really resonates with me. And, and I'm glad you said that. Thank you for that. Yeah. You're now, welcome. That's, that's a great purpose by the way. And, uh, now today's in today's fast paced world, it's really easy to get overwhelmed, uh, especially with things like social media and just chaos and darkness and keeping our families going down the right path. What are some things that you do to stay focused in your life and make sure that everything stays aligned? That is a, that's a multi-pronged question. I feel like Um, there are certain things that I do. So for like, makes me think of so many different ways I could answer this. One thing that I prioritize for myself and for my own well-being and self-care is I, I have found acupuncture and I am like a huge believer in it. I swear by it. It's made a huge difference for me, um, physically, emotionally, mentally. And so I use acupuncture. I, I go regularly. I have to. If I don't go, I feel it and I know that I need to go. It helps keep me centered. It helps keep me kind of level headed and grounded and not feeling overwhelmed by all the chaos in the world. So that's like on the self care side. I will also say that I. I limit how much news I absorb because I am a highly empathetic person. I'm, I learned about the term highly sensitive person in the past couple of years and it resonates hugely. So if you haven't heard of it and it might be you go check it out. Um, I, I have to be very careful about the people I surround myself with. And like I said, the news that I consume and I have to be mindful of it because I can very easily get sucked into things that then overwhelm me and just really hinder my ability to have the positive impact that I want to have, um, you know, in my, with my family, with my clients, all, all of those things. So those are, those are just a couple of examples that come to mind. Then uh, not watching the news or limiting the news that you do watch is, is highly important because I think that's what it's designed to do, right? It's designed to distract and and just throw us off on what's what's really going on. And then it also impacts our ability to, to critical think on things. Because sometimes if you're highly sensitive, you know, you will feel it. And once you feel it, once it consumes you, then it becomes real. When the story may not even be real at all. That's that's very important. I quit watching the news a long time ago. Yeah. Now I just, now I just pretend I know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Now, through all the work that you do, um, which is highly fulfilling, and, and I know you love and enjoy, what legacy do you hope to leave behind for the world? Legacy I hope to leave behind. I think it would, I think it kind of relates to everything we've been talking about. Like the more business owners that I can empower and positively impact to help them realize that they can do this, that, that marketing doesn't have to be the thing that gets in the way of them being able to 
successfully run their own business and again, have that big impact. I think the more that I can help people realize that and help them feel empowered that they don't have to go back to a corporate life that they hated um, and that they can have a family and run a business and if that's what they want to do, I think that that's, that's big for me. And I think too about, you know, the example that I want to set for my son. I mean, he barely remembers me working for a company. So he's, I say all the time, he's, he doesn't know how good he has it in a lot of ways that I can structure my work around him and his needs and his schedule. Um, but I think just showing him that we do have the ability to create the kind of life that we want and we don't have to feel beholden to some, you know, big corporate company that, you know, we need the security and we need the benefits and we need, you know, got to work until, you know, 65, 70 to get that retirement to then go live, you know, live the life that you want. I mean, as we all know, some people don't make it. And so then what? You worked your whole life for nothing. And so I think setting that example and showing him that if you work really hard and you want to do something, you, you can. I love that. I was just having a conversation yesterday with a peer group about people who work all their lives to the age of 65 for retirement and say, well, when I retire, I'm going to get this beach house. But sometimes when you make it to 65, you get to that beach house, you can barely walk because you never had the opportunity to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Make a plan. Get that beach house now. Live your life now. You know, that's something that once you get to know me a little better, that's something that you'll find. I don't, I don't hesitate. I usually don't say no. If, if the family wants to go on vacation, you know, I've created my life to go on vacation. If they want to go hike in, in another city this afternoon, cool. I can just mark out my calendar, rearrange some things and we're done. And and that's one, one thing that I wish I would like to impose on the world is that we all create our own destiny and we have the ability to do it. Sure, there there are some things in life that that can hinder that process. However, for the most part, we have the ability to do so. I have a, a question that I that just popped in my head that I really want to ask. So, January first, twenty twenty six, after going through or twenty twenty five, after going through twenty twenty four, I know we just talked about not reading the news, but if there was a headline cover about you and the year twenty twenty four. What would you like that headline to read? I would like that headline to read that I've impacted thousands of business owners to be more successful in their businesses. Very nice. Very nice. Now, what would be some advice that you would give someone uh, who's struggling to find their purpose and find their way right now? They're they're signing up for that psychology course, not knowing what they really <laughs> want to do with their lives. I, I highly recommend to people working with a strengths coach. So that is something that I did in that story that I told about, you know, kind of losing all my clients and then, okay, now what do I do? In the midst of all of that, I attended a virtual workshop and it was about the Clifton Strengths Finders and using that assessment and figuring out what your top strengths are and really looking at the work that you're doing and how does that does that play to your strengths or does it not and where are you feeling maybe unfulfilled and things don't align 
And so I went on to then work with that coach one-on-one and in some of her group programs. And it was really transformative for me. It, it made a lot of things click and make sense as to why I wasn't feeling fulfilled by the type of work that I was doing in the early days of my business and really helped me kind of realign and reassess where I wanted to go. And it just helped me gain so much clarity about myself, right? So the whole, you know, talking about me being highly sensitive and, and being empathetic, empathy is one of my top strengths along with responsibility. And so knowing those two things about me just helps me see myself in a different light. This is why I can't, you know, turn off work just because it's, you know, dinner time. If I know that I like didn't get something back to a client in time or I, you know, whatever it is, I have a high level of responsibility. And so to, to both my clients and to my family, right? So again, it goes back to, you know, high standards and, and expecting a lot of myself and of others. And so just really gaining clarity on those strengths about yourself can help you understand how you interact in the world and with other people differently. It can help you figure out whatever that next chapter of your career or business evolution or whatever it is. There's, there's just so much to be gained from really leaning into your strengths. And the coach that I work with specifically was all, she talked about um, strengths finding and like leveraging your strengths instead of weakness fixing. So a lot of times we can feel like, oh, I need to, you know, I need to work on this one area of my life that I'm not so good at or, or, you know, it can be applied to our children, right? Like, oh, he's not good at writing. And so we need to like focus on that. Well, how about you focus and celebrate that he's really good at math, help build his confidence around mm-hmm. what he's already good at, you know, maybe, maybe still try and help fix some of that, but like, let's, let's focus on strength building instead of weakness fixing. That's the phrase that she uses. And so I just, I think there's so much power in that. And it's not the way that I think probably most of us have been brought up to believe how we need to show up in the world. Yeah. And growing up in athletics and and playing different sports in high school. And as I got older, that's one of the things that our coaches would impress on us to work on our weaknesses, you know, and, and as I got older, I've, I've worked with a few coaches and that's something that we've always worked on were strengths. And you, you tend to forget about your weaknesses. I, I do highly recommend, though, the uh, the Clifton Strengths Finder. I I just looked up mine because I, I did take that that test too, and my strengths were positivity, woo, futuristic, which is my visionary aspect, and connectedness, which is why I love people. And so, when you focus on those aspects and those items, and you can you can completely build an empire, you know, and 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 so. My goal is to build an empire of kindness, love, and connectedness, which my Clifton Strength Finder uh, says that. So it's kind of cool. I love it. Very nice. Now, <laughs> if any of our listeners wanted to get to know more about you and the services you provide, is there a website they can go to? Yes, certainly. They can go to christymitchell.com. I have tons of free resources because I practice what I preach when it comes to content marketing. So yeah, you can go check all of that out. I am also very active on LinkedIn. That is my platform of choice. So come find me there. Let me know that you heard about me on this podcast and I'd love to connect with you. That's awesome. And we'll also put that on the show notes. And uh, are we connected now? Yes, we are. <laughs> I was like, I thought we were connected already. That's weird. I know. I thought so too. That so. was weird. <laughs> 
Well, it's been so awesome having you on the show and uh, thanks for thanks for hanging out with us today. It's been fun. It's been awesome chatting with you. I really appreciate it. You almost got you got me a little teary eyed a couple times there. So it's good. Push me outside my comfort zone. (laughs) That's what we do. That's what we do. But it's all in kindness and love here at the Balanced Purpose Podcast. Ooh, that's a good one. Save it. Balanced Purpose Podcast was created and hosted by me, Ray Trevino, and is produced and edited by Nick Galtney. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Check us out at balancedpurposepodcast.com and on Instagram at balancedpurposepodcast. Remember, finding your purpose is a journey, not a destination, and it takes time and effort to achieve balance. Make it a great day.